Mabuff Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. Anthony, I love Jermaine Clement. He's a people. One of my favourite boroughs of New York. Gotta be Brooklyn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know that's a places. What are the things in this? Oh, you're talking gibberish. Our movie today is... People, Places, Things. That's, what a great title. You could whack that title on more or less any movie ever. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Like, who let them call the movie that? <laughs> Is it like a working title? Feels a little <laughs> bit like uh, Australia's own The 7pm Project. Right. Where you see it in your TV guide and you say, Whoa, someone forgot to put an actual proper <laughs> title on that one. Uh, untitled. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, look, we're to say this great movie today, uh, TBA. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, pretty cool TV show on uh, after nine o'clock tonight. It's called Check Your Local Listings. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, like, when they do the you know untitled and they put an actor's name and they project like untitled Jermaine Clement project. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, but I mean, I I liked it. Well, what a good film. Yeah? What a great film. Yeah. No, you're not so on board? Oh, you know what? It was a, it was a screening that was very early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And I, like... That we went to. Sure, yeah. not everyone's going to have that. No, that's true. In, I mean, if anything, no one else is going to be watching this movie at 9.30 in the morning. If anything, everyone who goes and sees this movie will be seeing it probably at a time of their choosing. But <laughs> I only bring that up because I say there are very few actors... That could pull me in, Paul, yeah. for a, a, an early morning screen. Okay, okay. And Jermaine is one of them. Yeah, you were looking at that going, do I want to get up for that? Well, it's Jermaine. Yes. One half of Flight of the Concords. I do. I want to get up for that. Yeah. He's saying, get up, get on up. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm getting on up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation we have. But, um, you know, to me, I was, uh, like there was nothing offensive about this movie it, it was be- very subtle, very charming. It was a beautiful kind of movement, if you mm. will. It, it wasn't like a in the hall of the mountain king, you know that. You know where it gets okay. huge and climactic. Instead, it was like a nice kind of like waltz. It was lo-fi. It was lo-fi exactly. Yeah. And so I, I didn't, I didn't. By no means did I hate this movie. But it was very, it was very lo-fi, as you say, and and I enjoyed the charm. Okay, much charm, much charm, much charm. All right, well, let's talk about it. Uh, Jermaine Clement, Regina Hall, Jessica Williams, Stephanie Allin, all in, <laughs> go all in, all in for Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, uh, who played the the ex-wife? Um, we're going to talk about this film. Look, there's a few spoilers in there. I guess it's a film. There's a story. Things happen. All right. But the best way for there to be no spoilers... Is if you've seen the movie. Yeah. So, uh... Straight away on the spoilers front, can I talk about the elephant in the room? Because mm. you've just brought up the ex-wife. Yeah. Did she take her top off, or was that a thing that I dreamed <laughs> happened? In just this... straight up. Like, first, like, three minutes of the film or something. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that kind of movie, does it? Like, the credits roll at the end, 
and you say, I, if, <laughs> just from the tone of things and yeah. the way everything is presented, it doesn't feel like a movie where suddenly there's a pair of boobies staring at you. <laughs> a pair of boobies. <laughs> Can I? Not I'd, just one. No, a yeah, pair. A pair. Two of them. <laughs> the the set. I, I, I feel like, I, I, I don't know where it came from. It was very funny, though. Oh, it was. That's the thing. If you take it from the view of like, ah, boobs are just boobs. I mean, you know, guys that want to, you know, well, people, people that want to see boobs is fine. But it was, it was done in a way of like, this is not meant to be titillating. This is not meant to. Be. It's just really funny because you're so cool about it. Yeah. Well, I know a guy, and I think he was saying this to try to impress me, that he was like exactly what you're saying. Boobs are just boobs, and he was saying in the same way that girls have like a good hair day. Sometimes they have a good boob day. <laughs> and I like it. Again, he's saying this to impress me, Paul. He's saying, I like to be the guy that can just say, hey, you're having a good boob day. And it's not even a thing. Oh. oh. <laughs> and and as, nah. as much as I dissociate myself from that kind of stance, yeah. I feel like that was a good boob day, what we saw on screen. Like, that was... That was... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to send a message to Stephanie? No, no, no. Pauline? I uh, no. I <laughs> certainly not. Right here on the I, podcast. I hope that never reaches her ears. I don't want Anthony her... would like to let you know. I just fabulous right here and now. Just I, I... that day of filming. <laughs> what would you like to tell Stephanie? No, I, well, you know that very well could be a bad boob day for her. We have the runner right and... here. We have Mr. Errand Boy. We have yeah. our. No, 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 don't worry about that. He's, he's, he's got a piece of paper, he's yeah. got a pen, yep. he's ready to take your message. Yes. What message would you like to give to <laughs> Stephanie? Simply that she's a beautiful and unique snowflake, and I don't think any viewer of this movie need judge her purely from the spectacularity, <laughs> Paul, the just genuine wonderfulness of, of, of how good her boobs looked on screen. TLDR. Good boob day. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Aaron boy. Run. <laughs> go. Quickly. <laughs> Get to Stephanie. Um, yeah, I mean, the draw card was Jermaine Clement. Yes. Uh, like, I reckon the main reason a lot of people will see this film, yeah, like yourself, like me. Like, we didn't, we didn't look up who the director was. We didn't look up who the writer was or anything like that. We went... Oh, Jermaine Clement. Oh, yeah. yeah. The thing is, because, like, he's got a high strike rate, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, you go see a film of his, all right? Mm. It's like, well, you see a Fly the Concourse TV show, What We Do in the Shadows, Eagle vs. Shark. I mean, there's the slight, maybe, aberration, you could say, with Men in Black 3. I want to tell you, Paul, the first, is it three minutes? Uh-huh. Let's say three minutes of Men in Black 3. You don't even need the rest of the movie. Yeah. That is everything I love about movies. You've got, you've got, what is her name? The Pussycat Dolls. N- Nicole Scherzinger. Is that it? Scherzinger? Scherzinger. I think just say it with confidence. Which sounds like a verb. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or, or like a person who does the Scherzing. Or something you say when you like have like a sick burn or something. Scherzinger! <laughs> yeah. And she, br- like it's the old tested trope of bringing a cake into a jail cell. You've all seen Men in Black 3, so I'm not spoiling anything for me. <laughs> sure, why not? You've got a comedy actor, or, or an actor who has been known for playing comedy, 
as a scary villain, and he is a scary villain, yeah. Jermaine Clement, in that movie. Yeah. Or at least the old version of him is. Like, the the 60s version is a little bit lol. Is it just me that, you know, the 60s Boris is like, oh, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And the old version is all, like, terrifying. Anyway, the first three, the opening three minutes of that movie, and you don't even need the rest. Probably don't, then. And And... The men in black, the titular men in black, aren't even in the first three minutes. Well, there you go. It's, it's all uh, it's all Jermaine. All Jermaine. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. The bits that Jermaine are in, great. Yes. That's the thing. He's the signifier of quality. A- absolutely. He hasn't dropped the ball yet. Has he dropped the ball? In, you know what? I don't think he has. Yeah. I'm biased. I am very pro-Jermaine. Yeah. And I I see bits of, of all the things he's done bleeding through in everything new that he does. Like, in this movie, in um, People Places Things, there's, like, just slight bits of Boris coming through on some of the lines. <laughs> really? Slight bits of David Bowie. I always say the David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Not Jermaine. <laughs> David Bowie. I uh, I would recommend... Uh, oh, and a recently, a cameo on uh, Rick and Morty. That's true. Yeah. As that <laughs> which, which I I could I heard that voice. I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. Couldn't figure out until there was the David Bowie impression. I was like, Oh, it's Jermaine. <laughs> That's exactly who that is. <laughs> it's the telepathic cloud, and who reads people's thoughts. And he's like, he hears <laughs> he is the word fart. And he's like, that would make a good name. And just the way he pronounces fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. To That's me. very good. I uh, yeah. So this film. Um, I mean, it's. It's like a it's like a romantic comedy in reverse, maybe. No, I mean it is a romantic comedy. Yes, but like a, a like a grounded one. I liked. It. I really look. I like really like the comedy in this. In that Jermaine was just so understated in his performances, which made it so like he wasn't like in Flight of the Concords, like they're kind of like out and out like buffoons kind of thing. Yes, and they say very ironic lines that like belies their intelligence or their stupidity, and it's very funny. Whereas this was just kind of like him, like it's, it's, I think it's like with everything he says, he's trying to put up a little bit of a fight and then he just lets it go. And it's, it's very, it's like, oh, oh, is that, is that, no, oh. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's kind of the tone of the comedy. And I love it. It's very funny. I, I was very interested in the uh, Regina Hall character. Because in a lot of ways, I wouldn't class her as a manic pixie dream girl by any stretch of the no, imagination. Not at all. But there is a part of her character that's like everything Jermaine needs her to be. Right. Like um, the the scene late late in the game. It's called Love, Anthony. Well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's very... Don't bring it down to this base level of Manic Pixie Girl, all right? No. Well, Everyone's got someone out there. Why are you going to be hating? Well, this is the thing, is that th- this is the part of her character that felt true to me, is that he knocks on the door, she opens it, and she's like... You got my you, my daughter, mm. and I am an educator, so I know how how important education is. Yeah. Like um, that's my vocation in life. This is what I value. And you made my daughter skip your class to babysit your kids, yeah. right? And you go off and teach all your male students. Like it's a female student specifically that you've picked, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. and like just. Bam, 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 everything she's saying, and Jermaine feels it, and we feel it too, and we're like, you're not wrong, Regina Hall, you are on point. And then straight away, she's like, come on in, let me, let me, (laughs) 
fix the sheets for you. And, uh, you know, my daughter says you're a really good teacher and she likes you. And, and it's like so warm straight away. That, that's what, I think that, that cuts the core of why I like this movie because it's not like you've done something wrong. You're in the doghouse. Like yeah. it was like, oh, well, we all fuck up, you know. Like yeah. again, like when Jermaine told her about having kissed his ex-wife, it wasn't like, you piece of shit, you fuck me up, we hate each other forever now. It was like, oh, well, that's that just sucks for both of us. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, it was like, yeah, that's... This is this was a this was a, a romantic comedy involving lots of very reasonable people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was which kind was of nice like, to watch. It was kind of like it, it, and and as well, it's condensed into the two hour running time. But it's like if if Regina Hall is going to be okay with this eventually, she might as well be okay with this now and just <laughs> save us the trouble. Which I thought yeah, was very we, good. we don't need the whole the whole like oh they don't talk to each other for half an act and then. Turn up on the doorstep. We didn't even get the turning up on the doorstep at the end. Yeah. That's what makes this yeah. film so much better, is that it's like, he just resolved his shit by the end. He didn't need to turn up and be like, take me back. We knew that would probably happen. We don't need to see it. You know what was kind of interesting to me is that we never saw, we saw the comics that he was draw. When I say comics, I mean the images, like mm. all comprising one giant comic, I would imagine. But we saw them graphic up. Graphic novel. Graphic novel. Anthony. Oh my god, they're different. I'll tell you one thing, Paul. It sure as hell ain't literature, and not you or the remaining running time on this episode will change my mind about that. Or maybe it will. Stay tuned. But <laughs> you see them up to a certain You're point. You're not being reasonable, Anthony. <laughs> oh, all right, it's literature. Okay. <laughs> uh, you see them up to a certain point, and then. Um, when when Jermaine hands the big folio to the daughter cat, yeah, I think to myself, "Oh, we're going to see the finished story now," and we never do. No, and I was kind of in my head, like you know, he talks about the whole thing of like you see one image, you see the other image, and your mind, you know, plugs in the difference between the two, and I was kind of like. Doing the doing the extension of that, which is I saw the logical progression of the images, which is like he and his wife building a brick wall, and he just happens to be on the outside of the brick wall, and then his daughter's way up high on top of the brick yeah. wall, and he's like, hello, hello, and then behind him is, is who we assume to be uh, Regina Hall, but she's not a pipe ball, so it's not Regina Hall, but it's a representation of Regina <laughs> Hall, and she's saying hello behind him and that's where we stop mm. and i was certain that what would happen next and i i don't know if this is too on the nose and 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 maybe uh, there's a reason why the writers of this movie are writing it as opposed to me i'm not writing this movie but maybe you know the comic book version of him he's not a pipe either starts building a wall between him and regina hall or something oh no Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And he and didn't do that. yeah, no, it's no. for the best. Yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> but, but but also like the gap between panels. Yep. The biggest gap of all at the end. Yes. It just goes on. Who knows what happens? <laughs> who, who? We fill it in ourselves. Yes. I quite like that. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. Oh. So Jessica Williams. Now, can I just do a little big Daily Show fan? Big fan of Jessica Williams from the Daily Show. She's very funny. Uh, so, who did she play in this movie? She was the the daughter of Regina Hall. Oh, okay. Hall. 
Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so she's a Daily Show correspondent. Yeah. Uh, and around the time that John Stewart uh, resigned, decided to retire, there was a lot of talk about Jessica oh. Williams stepping up to the plate. I heard the talk. I didn't realize that this was Jessica Williams. I, I, I'm a visitor of the uh, Daily Show. <laughs> we all are. Yes. Yeah. We, we all are. Now, she's very young. She's like, uh, let me see. Oh, she's... Holy, oh my god. Okay, this makes me feel like <laughs> this she was born 2 months after me. Oh, okay. 2 months after me. Yes. She's already been on the Daily Show for a while. You are I feel in like... Australia. That's the only <laughs> that's the only reason. Oh god. Give up. <laughs> no, don't no. Don't you dare give up. Oh, all right. Yep. Anyway, she, so that's yeah. the thing, she's 26, right? Um, spoiler alert, Paul's 26, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, you and me, Paul, 26. <laughs> so that's the thing, is that uh, when it came, there was a lot of rumours, like, oh, Jessica Williams, and even, I think it's in Hot Tub Time Machine 2, you know, that movie that we have all seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They go to the future, and there's a bit that they have where it's Jessica Williams hosting The Daily Show. And so there was a big thing at the time, be like everyone be like, oh my god, like Hot Tub Time Machine, if they just predicted who's going to be the next host of the Daily Show, blah, blah, blah. And then Jessica Williams came out and said, look, I'm like, I am not experienced enough for this, I am not ready. And the truth of it is, like, she's got so much other talents, and like, going to see people, places, things, and she's so good in this, and I'm like, that's why she didn't take it, because you don't want to lock yourself down. I mean, the Daily Show, amazing yeah. to host that. Oh, yeah. But also, like... Like, John Stewart's not a good actor. <laughs> well, Death's a smoochie, not a great film. Well, right? I was about to say, John Stewart, you get so many of those great Daily Show episodes, but you don't get Death to Smoochie too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a sacrifice I'm having to make. However, I think I want Jessica Williams corresponding on Daily Show, and I want her in People, Places, Things. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't there a story about Amy... And it's our decision to make, Anthony. Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Wasn't there a story about Amy Schumer? Yeah. And it was similar, that she yeah. was like, I don't want to be tied down yeah. to one that show. Was, well, that's the thing. She was very public about it. Jessica Williams was more along the lines of, I'm, like, too young and inexperienced to do this. She was being very, well, not self-deprecating, but I think very humble yeah. about it. She could knock it out of the park. Yeah, she we would absolutely know smash it. it. Yeah. But also, I think her reasoning, well, the justification is similar. Uh, and seeing her in this film, she's so good. So good. And very yeah. funny. Yep. Uh, and I want to see more of her in films. I hope this is like a... Like, I don't know if she's done much other stuff, but I hope that this is like... Got to be enough to people go, holy shit, this this person put her in things. I don't know. I was just excited. I Yeah, that's interesting. Because I, I was watching the movie not realizing that she was right. who she was. Well, because there's such a... I mean, we've got... Look, our Steve Carell... I, I just got on a bit of a Daily Show bent here. Tear. Rob oh, Corddry, Steve yep. Carell, Ed Helms, uh, Rob Riggle. Uh, who else is in there? Um, I had no Stick idea. Colbert. I had no idea that Rob Corddry was um, Daily Show. Rob and Nate. I, I, I had no idea. <laughs> you don't know who Nate Corddry is? I don't. I don't <laughs> need to brother. say that out loud. 
<laughs> yeah. So, like, amazing uh, alumni of people that have gone on to be. And Ed so, Helms is the Daily Show. Really? Did you not know this? This is. <laughs> I am, Seriously. I didn't realize. It's incredible the number of correspondents that have been on the Daily Show. I feel like I've gone to the Daily Show's Do house you know who a else? lot of times. Josh? And yet I'm like, oh, you have a laundry back here. You know what I mean? Do you know who else? Who else? Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Olaf. Gad out of town. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, so I'm I'm just excited because it's like it's another in a long list of Ugh, it's good. It's good times. <laughs> that anyway, is good. I just sorry, I just wanted to be a go on a bit of a Jessica Williams uh kind of fan rant there. But um this film, l- let's get back to the film. It was an interesting dynamic between Jim- well, it's an interesting dynamic between all the people. Mm. Um, between Jermaine and the new husband-to-be. Yeah. Because right at the end, and he's the wedding, and he's uh, there's the whole thing of, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> yeah. And which was kind of, it was, uh, it, it felt to me like uh, this is the actual dialogue that they have, but in between, you know, Jermaine saying hi, and in, and then, you know, I can tell that you love her. It's like, in brackets, they riff about maybe they punch each other or something. (laughs) I feel like I've seen that bit before. It was very funny. Yes. But I feel like I've seen that, like, I'm going to, you know, that kind of setup of there's got to be violence. Yeah, all right. Like, no, you don't go along with this (laughs) bit before. Exactly. I feel like maybe it's even a Flight of the Concords, but I don't know. And and the punching of the ear felt very Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that in that? Where it's like he punches... Yeah, he's, he's, you know, punch me anywhere. And Edward Norton punches him in the ear. Oh. And Brad Pitt's all like, why the ear? Well, I guess that's, I, I mean, either that's a repetition or that's an homage. I mean, that's the thing. You get away with it, but, oh, it's an homage. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. We, did, we didn't steal that. We were paying respects. Paying tribute. Yeah, tribute, yeah. That. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was the thing. That also seemed familiar. So that scene, it was played out very funnily. But I was also like, ah, I think I've seen this before. That's all right. That's fine. I just, you know. I reckon probably, possibly, my favorite scene uh, in this entire movie mm. is Jermaine and he comes over and the, the daughters. And it was interesting to me, the thing that we sort of skipped over was that Jermaine has the daughters for a longer period and, you know, there's the hiccups and whatever, yeah. but then he gets into the routine. And then suddenly he's drawing his comic again. And there was something that happened in my brain that said, Oh, I'm glad that he's gotten back to that because he couldn't draw the comic while the girls were. Hang, where are the girls? And then, like the next, you know, scene is him back at his ex-wife's house, and she's all like, "Oh, they've locked themselves in the bathroom or whatever." Mm. I'm like, "Hang on, when did they go back?" Like that's the scene we kind of skipped over. Yeah, and and to, it kind of at first I was like, "Why well, skip that scene?" But then I was like, "Oh, that's good actually." Because it's kind of like, you know, when you see these movies that are a slice of life mm. and every moment is so huge, but at the same time, like, that's not how you kind of live your life. Yeah. Like, if you are a father that wants more time with your kids, you know, there's going to be, it's not like this is the time and that's it. Like, this is the only week of your daughters. You know what I mean? It was kind of interesting that they played it in that sense of like the kids go back and it's not a big deal. But the 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 scene that then happens when the wife is yeah. all like, you know, and and everything comes out in that scene. Hmm. And it's wonderful because it's like 
two people whose marriage didn't work, but who still really love each other. And Jermaine is yeah. like, give me a cut. She's like, I feel maybe I want you back. Mm. And do you want me back too? And he's like, come here and give me a cuddle. And it's just, it's just a cuddle pull. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or and that's, is it? well, I, well, <laughs> here's like, the thing. I really like that. Like then that scene later on when they're like having a conversation, Jermaine's like, well, it's, you, we kiss. Like, that's the yeah. thing. She's like, it's just a kiss. I love that's almost like a, I mean, I guess it happens at every age level, but I feel like maybe that's more of like a young dating thing being like, oh, we're not going out. Oh my God. Did you think we're going out? No. We're yeah. just like seeing each other, whatever. Like what? I, I like that. Like uh, the imbuing any moment like that, or any affection with uh, affection, not infection. Yeah, <laughs> affection with particular meaning is so interesting. That's like, well, that happened. Objectively, we say, okay, they they kissed. Yeah, but then they both walk away from that with wildly different repercussions and meanings, and and that to me sold me on the Jermaine guy because like. I mean, I I thought he was charming anyway. Mm. He was doing a lot of things maybe I would disagree with if it was Sean Penn playing the guy. Yeah. But because it's Jermaine, you're like, oh, yeah, Jermaine, you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, like for example, you know, getting Kat um, to babysit his daughters and, you know, you oh, no, Jermaine, that's not the way to go, you know? But anyway, like, I, I was still along with his character, but the thing that sold me was that he was so certain about the kiss. And it was yeah. like, even her, un- the ex-wife's uncertainty about it, he doesn't go back and go, oh, maybe it didn't mean anything or whatever. He's like, no, that meant something to yeah. me. Yeah. And she's all like, you're just confused. And he says, you are the one that's confused. Yeah. And like, that has never felt more true to me, when a-, a character saying that. I really like that because it was like her trying to undermine his reality. Yeah, and like, he's like, no, my reality is solid. <laughs> yeah, I really, yeah. and she went, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that's, and that was the crazy thing. It was like the, all this confusion, who loves who, and then like, oh, they still got married. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> uh, which is kind of heartbreaking as well. Like yeah. for the new guy, like you have to say, I mean, there's always hope and optimism and everything, but I don't feel like she was in the right place to get married. Like, maybe he was. He was just having some normal cold feet, but she was... And I I, like that that, that almost tennis table, like, ping-pong going back and forth um, of the, uh, you know, I've got his baby. Yeah, what about our babies? And it was like, yeah, but they're not babies anymore. I was like, oh, yes, gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like ping, pong, ping, pong. Oh, my God. What side am I on? These are all such good points. Yes. <laughs> uh, conversations, am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Oh, my, I think my favorite, my favorite little scene. I mean, all of just Jermaine's little subtle... Okay, the, actually, my two favorite... The, the very start, when the, the kids uh, with the... Um, what do you call it? The piñatas? And he's like, can someone supervise her? Or whatever. <laughs> and keeps walking. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's how I feel like when I've got kids around. I'm just like, I can- yeah, come- someone else. <laughs> that one. And also when he's like, got his, like, his sexy girl in the bedroom waiting for him, Regina Hall. <laughs> and he's taking care of his kids. And he's like, get- like trying to get up. And then, yes. What are you doing, daddy? Oh, nothing. Just <laughs> <laughs> the stretching. Just stretching. It was so heartbreaking because I was like, there's a bit of like bro empathy in that moment. Being like, oh, oh, yeah. he just wants to, just wants to get some. As well as tired father just wants to get some. Oh yeah, 
but as as well as like I've been in situations not not exactly like I haven't been in the father slash parent <laughs> version no, of that situation. Yeah, I think I've been but, in similar as well. But someone in the other room that is you know keen on you, and you don't want to hurt their feelings. But circumstances beyond your control are keeping you <laughs> from being in that room. Yeah. Like you're Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like the Spider-Man 2 situation of being late for Mary Jane Watson's plane. <laughs> and it, it's essentially that in fatherhood form. But then the child is saying, Dad, Dad, where are you going? You have to stop this bank robbery. But like it was the thing of like, he was like, well, no, you called me. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thine yeah. progeny. I'm here. You've called me on my shit. Yeah. I love it. I'll go back to sleep. I remember, like, from my childhood, like, similar situations where, you know, my dad would stand up and I'd say, Dad, where are you going? He's like, I won't be far away (laughs) as he's walking out of the room. He's he's out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, I don't know how that story ends. Well, well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Your father's still nearby. <laughs> Regina Hall in the next room. No, that's not I true. I mean, that's the thing. Regina Hall in the next room, that's a tempting proposition. That is a very tempting. And can I say, this summer has been a, a traumatic event for me, Paul. And, yeah. And tra- trauma after trauma in terms of you got your, uh, your Connie Britton, uh, you got your Regina Hall in this movie, you've got your Carla Gugino. You've got um, Judy Greer is the big one that everyone's talking about. Every second movie has her playing a mother. <laughs> a worried mother. A worried mother. <laughs> and it's like all of these women that I don't feel, uh, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older, Paul. I feel like they're still in their prime. Right. But they're playing, they've got the mother role now. Yeah. And I'm like, Hollywood, slow down. It's, uh, have you seen the Amy Schumer Last Fuckable Day sketch? <laughs> I have. I have. So, uh, well, I worry it's a little bit of that. <laughs> I, yeah. But I, yeah, in yeah. People Places Things, I don't want to say the full sentence, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, Jermaine and Reg- Regina. I feel in all those examples that I just yeah. mentioned, you know, that day. Still in play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to hell. In a Han it's basket. Hollywood's fault. Hell in a Han basket. Hell in a Han basket. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stephanie Olin. <laughs> she was great in this as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, just straight up. And like the the, the guy Gary Michael Chernus, if maybe it's Kernus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, people might know him I know him He's been in a lot of things recently But uh, I know him as the brother To Piper In Orange is the New Black Right Where would I have seen him from? Because uh, he, he's so familiar to me Well coincidentally Yes uh, Another black film Men in Black 3 Which of course Jermaine was in I don't know if that's a coincidence That they're they both, both black Three years later Pop up in a film together Yeah Or whether that's just That's just You know Funny actors going around Who knows I, I feel like you do get, see that kind of thing, whether it's the same casting director or whether it's, you know, you meet on a film and you say, oh, I like your style, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I wonder whether Jermaine had anything yeah. to do with it. Anyway. Jermaine, I like you. Should give credit to, uh, written and directed by James C. Strauss. Now, I was reading through the credits, yeah. but with one eye, one lazy Forrest Whitaker eye. So you just had no depth perception on those credits? 
Uh, but there, I got the sense, and I haven't researched this or anything, that there, he, the writer of this movie, had a background in comics himself. Ah. And it was kind of his own, you know, whether he was an educator in the same way that Jermaine in the movie is a an educator in that medium, and and he's sort of telling his own story in a way. I don't know. A bit of, a bit of writing what you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. It's, it's yeah, interesting to me. That it, was, it was kind of seeing the images in a different kind of way um, then, you know, certainly than Ang Lee's Hulk with Eric Banner, mm. where they they tried to create a visual style for a comic book movie. Didn't really pan out. <laughs> Don't worry, Ang Lee. Hang in there. Yeah, they, they didn't try and do anything crazy like, you know, his animations came to life or anything yeah. like that. It was just, you know, it was just there. Just told the story. I should also mention Gray Williams uh, like got like a full credit uh, at the yes. start of the movie, I guess also in the credits. Uh, for doing all that artwork. Yes. That's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. And I like that it kind of, as you say, it doesn't, you know, just spring to life or anything like that, but it is like the importance of the image mm. itself. And I like the title sequence mm. that it tells you the story of man and wife and, and you know straight away the relationship is not like the the image that I remember and I like that it's kind of like, we'll show you a little bit of the image. We'll show you a little bit from somewhere else in the frame. Yeah. Then we'll show you the whole frame. Yeah. And I like that it's like the mother taking care of the the daughter's socks. Mm. Meanwhile, Jermaine is like, you know, wearing my socks. <laughs> like, he, he's just another big kid. <laughs> uh, also, just thinking... I wonder if there were actually cellos in those cello bags. Because, my God, a lot of people lugging around cellos for this entire film. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> what? It's Hollywood magic, and I didn't even realize until you pointed it out that if the cello case is not actually opened and a cello is, you know, presented as being inside the case, there's no reason to have a cello yeah. inside that. You could They carry around a- cellos for, like, 80% of this film. You could pack it full of cats. <laughs> That's what Hollywood does. Cats and sticky tape. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> That's that's what my next film's going to be called. Cats and <laughs> sticky tape. It's about as descriptive of, as people, places, and things. You need a place in that title. Cats and sticky tape on my windshield. <laughs> in my pants. In my pants. Classic. Oh, my gosh. Not juvenile at all. No. Oh, man. Well, that's our, that's our movie autopsy for people, places, things. Things. I liked all of them. Yeah. I liked all the people, all the places, and all the things. Yeah, I didn't mind it. <laughs> I thought it was a nice, um, casual affair. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet at us at Movie Autopsy. We're also on Facebook. Look us up there. We go. We do at least an episode a week. Sometimes two. If there's that many good movies coming out. We've still got, we've still got some on the back burner. We got to do because some audience requests, yes, requests. So tweet them at us as well. If there's other movies you want us to do, we'll do them. Langoliers has officially been claimed, so we, we're going to do that. So we got to get around to that. If your first tweet to us upon hearing this is, "Oh no, I better let those guys know about the Langoliers," <laughs> we're on the case. Can I say something that's like, "We're good on you." We are. I, we it might take a while just because we are in the middle of like American summer. Oh, yeah. 
yes. and the number of films that are coming out. Yep. That we are. This is this is like this is a this is we say this from uh, we appreciate from a place of privilege. We're seeing a lot of films. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, we're seeing a lot at the moment. It's very uh, true. And we, we, we try to do the ones that we want to bring to you. We don't do all of them because there's so many. Yes. Anyway. I, I mean, I just, just to explain. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. If but, people if people make specific requests, they go, hey, make sure you do a movie autopsy on this. I want it. We'll take ooh, that into consideration. Yeah, exactly. We'll probably do it. Exactly. We'll we say, are so suggestible. So suggestible. One tweet is worth a thousand people. Yes. I'm putting it out there. If you tweet me once, I'll be like, oh my God, a thousand people think that. Tweet Paul once. Shame on you. <laughs> tweet no, Paul. no shame. <laughs> tweet no shame. <laughs> tweet Paul many times. Shame on him. <laughs> no shame. No shame. All no shame. joy. No, all pride. joy. Pride. Yes. Pride. Yes. Tweet once. Pride. <laughs> tweet twice. More pride. I hope you know that I was saying shame like, you know, man, that Michael Jordan is so phony. You know, like a, an ironic kind of shame. I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. <laughs> we'll see you next time. See you then.